Welcome to One Off The Wood, episode 13. We got some guests today, which is uh, pretty exciting, so pay attention because you might actually learn something out of this, but that's never a guarantee on One Off The Wood. Andy, you're uh, hanging out in your new place up there in uh, Sydney. Pretty epic. I'm in Perth. We've got a case of red cans in the fridge, so uh, let's not fuck about because our guests have come all the way from the USA. USA. Take One Off The Wood. USA. USA. <laughs> Yaza, obviously, not patriotic. We've got uh, Ollie and Matt here, but I've been told not to call Matt Matt. Matt is what you wipe your feet on, my friend. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> Matthew. I'm going to struggle with that. I'm just going to call you Matt. Just anyway. go with I'm Matt. Sorry. I'm hurting people. That's fine. Right. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Matt and Ollie. Now, um, you've come out, originally, obviously, stayed with me as uh, an Airbnb guest, one of my original Kevins, as I call them. And um, you're back. You are Dr. Ollie. Yep. I've got to do the wizard ceremony here in a couple of days. Shit, yeah. yeah. What, uh, what are you the doctor of? Is Plants. That, the plant doctor. Plant doctor. All right. What's uh, anything more specific? Hey, I made a plant. I know. I mean, look at that. Very good. I grew it out of a. I see, I see that none of the plants I left here are here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they retired. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. <laughs> they're um doing that thing where they lose their leaves and hide in the cupboard. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah. why you need a doctor in the house. Yeah, yeah right. Plant doctors, and both of you, uh, I believe, you guys actually met in the plant doctor business, right? Well, before well, that, yeah, about a decade ago, uh, I was uh, attempting to be a studious uh, teacher's assistant, and I met this young student, uh, and it was hands off quite some time screw the crew right 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 yeah, until you screw the crew and then it's all good that's right and my friend personally told me to not trust this man people say that about me all the time yeah. <laughs> i'll pill battle those are the fun so is this a legal relationship now or it is yeah as far as i'm concerned it was a citizenship <laughs> arrangement initially that's I'm how witnessing we, rings. That's all great romances start that way. It's a, a teacher and a that's student right. is a citizenship thing involved. It's how they always get going. Yeah, we, it's a just, beautiful thing. Just on plant doctorage, I I've got a few plants and I've got two favourites, and we actually drove them up to Sydney with us in the car, and now they're in our hotel because we didn't want to give them to anyone and entrust them. So that's amazing. Please tell us more about your plants. Your um, pets. One of them, oh, see now you, I don't know, one of them sort of climbs around the place like a monkey plant and the other one, is, Ooh, the other one has lived in our bathroom with no actual <laughs> sunlight for three years and it must wow. have survived. living on farts? I, mean, I think it, it, oh no, it lives on it like fecal matter and the UV light and it just seems to love it. <laughs> perfect. So we thought we can't. I want one of those. <laughs> Have you it's named the plant? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's masculine. It's gendered. Yeah. How's it handling the journey? They seem to be handling it pretty well. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't had a real sort of deep conversation with either of them yet, but they look happy enough. I mean, can you tell if a plant's happy or sad? Do you think that they're happy and sad? Like you probably spend more time thinking about plants than than most. Uh, yeah, you know, it's actually pretty simple. Um, for anything that doesn't have wood in it. Um, if it starts to look flaccid, 
like, uh, like a flaccid penis, um, it's not happy. Uh, right. And if it's looking nice and turgid, uh, you've watered it enough. Right. Yeah. Turgid. That's a new word for me. Turgid. Is that like rigid or erect? Full of fluid and both of the things you just said. Okay. Really? That is a perfect synonym for boner. Oh, yeah. Well, look, the climber that I'm looking at is rigid and fairly erect, but the the one that's been living on on farts, it's it's definitely been alive for a long time, but it doesn't look as um, whatever that word was you said. It's a little bit... yeah, it's a little bit anti-turgid, flaccid. Anyway. <laughs> flaccid, yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. I think uh, we got a doctor in the making here. Absolutely. Um, I want to get this out of the way because we don't normally get too political on one off the uh, you know, get too serious. But uh, tell me, has he done it? Is America great again? I need to know. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> Big Don, Big Don at the helm. Hi. DC. I know nothing of this Big Don. <laughs> Is he made it a great again? Me and our feral hog. Yeah, our, our Cheeto in chief. Yeah, all of the above. Uh, Is it yeah. great? Is it just fucking great? You know You're like, fuck it. This is awesome. You know what? I can't tell um, because everything seems just fine where we're at. And for the people that voted him in, it seems a lot worse. Um, so honestly, let them eat cake. Is that the expression? I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a better one, more modern, more Australian. Uh, but essentially, people that uh, you know brought them into the fold, uh, they are not the majority, and now they are living the dream. Um, you know, I doubt things are better for them. Uh, things are just fine for us. We got a fridge, we got a roof over our heads. We're on the coast. We're extra PC these days. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I like. Yeah. Um, we can. I want to. I want to hear about how PC you are because we're extra under PC in Australia. I yeah. think I offended you already when we walked in. But uh, the um, in, so Ollie, you're originally from the Ukraine, right? And I like this setup because you're you've got a president, the Ukraine, not yourself. There as a president who is a comedian who was on a show only like whilst he was being elected, where he was a teacher playing who becomes the president. And then he became the fucking president. Is that legit? Is that even real? I mean, he's real, um, but that's welcome to Ukrainian politics. I mean, we have fistfights in our Congress oh, on the awesome. daily. 44%. Um, so not a majority, but he still got 44%. The next guy had like 13. That, wow. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that if Jon Stewart ran for president, he would win. I don't know who's Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart is like our comedian uh a satirist that became the political kind of commentator of his time right be like uh, Kyle Barron yeah I don't know who I that think, is but I agree with you it was it would be like Sean McAuliffe becoming prime minister ah, yeah which would be yeah, right awesome by the way but um yeah, yeah. a little bit These surreal people whose commentary speaks to the people the working man and they come from a probably like a stand-up background and a comedy background so a little bit of cynicism I think goes a long way well, in Ukraine, just keep in mind our last president was the magnate of a candy company. Hmm. Right. So you've been through your Trump. So you've been through your <laughs> well, our Trump capitalist. Two presidents ago during the oh, revolution. Oh shit! Oh, so you the future? The yeah, Ukraine is yeah. living in the future. Right. <laughs> exactly. So who we got next then? So we've got the candy company. I don't know who that is, but somewhere Kanye is coming up. In, oh isn't my he? goodness! You know what? I have a special with Kanye. He is, he is 
claiming to be a sh representative of Chicagoland, my, my sweet, sweet hometown. And let me tell you, that man represents nothing. Um, you know, he represents mental illness <laughs> and he deserves to get some good treatment for that. Uh, but like, he loves Trump. yeah, he loves Trump. Exactly. And, you know, he is not representing the people that he claims to, uh, you know, be inspired by, which is you know, Chicago land. You want a proper, you know, uh, you know, product of the people, Chance the Rapper. <laughs> Chance the Rapper, right. We'll, we'll slot him in straight after um, Oprah. Yeah, obviously. But I think it's crazy. So we've got Boris, um, Boris Johnson. It's just, <laughs> it just fell. He's, he's Stephen Bradbury. You can look that up later. He's Bradbury his way into, um, into the hot seat there in the UK. But I think is funny is the New Zealand Prime Minister. So it's Jacinta Ardern, right? Yes. She's got massive teeth too. Oh, really? She's a bit like a horse. But yeah. apart from that, she got, uh, she's great. Everyone's loving her. She got elected. She was pregnant. It's like hiring someone who's like, you thinking of having kids? She's like six months pregnant. And you're like, no, no, I'm committed to this job. It's like, all right, just oddly round fat. And like, <laughs> you don't hire that person. She voted in and then just like, she's, like, she's done, doing a great man. job. Yeah. She had a kid whilst in. Was. So if, so if you, you can't not hire someone, because they want to have a baby, right? So, no, that, you're right, but that you're not allowed democracy. to do that. And p people don't take as much time off as they used to. So, and I think surely she can take a few months off, have a baby, and her team can can deal with it like in any other job, don't you think? Or like our country, you just put the baby in charge, put and baby you're all set. Painted orange. That's right. Give it a put a wig on it. That was a lot of <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think she's done an impressive job and maybe it says it the other way then that, you know, all these uh, people taking maternity leave and oh, parenting so hard. She's running the country. Yeah, it is New right. Zealand though. Yeah. Like, how's the rugby team? Yeah, good. <laughs> that's a good point though. It's is New Zealand. Like, what is she actually doing? Like, just figuring out sheep exports and making sure that the mountains are open for snowboarding. I can't imagine there's much Man, more to I'm it. I'm excited. I'll be there for the first time in two weeks. You guys are just priming me here. I love it. Oh, man. New Zealand is like, I it's think awesome. of it like a, Australia with the desert squeezed out. They just like grabbed both coasts, pushed it together, and that made sick mountains. And then like that, all the good stuff without the, the thousands of kilometers between places. <laughs> I will say I uh, am probably the least excited about all the wizard and Lord of the Rings stuff. And everybody keeps telling me I need to hit that up, but. Pass. Hard I pass. Know. I think they made, a, they made a movie, so you don't have to go there. Okay, right? there's, yeah. there's no it's like, wizards in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been there nice. a few times. And it's it's all made up. Like I didn't. I haven't seen a single wizard. A couple of homeless dragons in Queenstown that look like wizards, but that's it. Nice lies. It was all lies. It's lies. The whole. Well, speaking of up. speaking of politics, you guys uh, change change prime ministers like underwear over here. Yeah, we get bored easy. Yeah, tell, tell, tell us why. We don't <laughs> have a choice in the yeah. matter. They're just in fight, and then they put in a new dickhead, and we get one dickhead after the other. And um, nice. but they're all useless and harmless, so it's not really an issue. We don't have any like they're all just a bit, bit average. Um, but there's no like full blown psychopaths like you guys have seemed to have managed to elect. So <laughs> it's, it's all yeah, we get like a. A Bob Bobcat or a Clive Palmer, yeah. that's the equivalent of what you've got at the helm. And those guys, they're just interesting. And he I find Trump entertaining. Me too. 
Yeah. Me too. Yes. Yes. Very entertaining. <laughs> At yeah. the very least. Much like a Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I've had to start doing a lot more yoga lately. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely good for um good for dealing with uh shit people. Mm. <laughs> but much. if you, um, Matt, you turn your TV off and uh it's pretty easy just to not worry about what's happening in that. But there's time. still the radio. Oh, yeah, our, all our favorite, all our favorite <laughs> media has been absorbed by this knucklehead, and basically we can't escape it unless you live in a yoga studio or in the mountains or just check out completely. And that's the problem: is the more we check out, the more it perpetuates. You know, President Moose Knuckle. So <laughs> get get around uh, podcast world. You just got to live in one off the wood world. That's right. And that's, that's, <laughs> hey, we're talking about so it too, just, though. That's the problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we should move on from policy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, when um when you guys are here, you were, sorry, Matthew, Matthew, my bad, my bad. Um, you guys, you were telling me about the trees. Um, where was it up in Washington State? Oh, yeah. Like rigging up big trees. Oh yeah, man, Andy, I don't know if I told you about this, but this sounds like the sickest thing to do for a holiday. I just did it like. A month ago. No, tell us, tell us about that. Uh, there are a very fortunate few who decided to forego, um, you know, a proper scientific career behind a computer and uh, decided that they were going to climb and map old growth trees. Uh, you know, I think this has been going on for probably half a century, but, you know, it's distilled itself down to a few experts on the West Coast that like to climb all these magnificent redwoods. Uh, Douglas firs, cedar trees, uh, spruce trees, all these magnificent giant trees that are, are probably few and far between, I would say, but like still exist on our landscape. Probably like these carrion tangle trees. Yeah. And, they're like they're like 100 meters high, 120 maybe is like one of the biggest ones. How, how big are you talking? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you in feet and then you have to do the conversion. Uh, so they get up to like 350. Um, that's right. About 100 meters. Um, I would say that's an average for some of these like dominant trees in the canopy. And what's really cool is these guys go up there and it's not just, okay, let's conquer this tree, like peak bagging, you know, people who get up on top of a mountain, get their GPS what, point. What peak, what? Peak bagging. What's that? Bagging peaks, man. Man, there's a lot of peak bagging that goes on in Northbridge, but I think it's a different <laughs> kind of peak. I don't know. It might be, yeah. This is when you uh, get on top of a, a mountain, take your selfie and... Uh, oh, right. These, every, yeah, yeah. You know, You're doing it just to tick it off a list was... Peak bagging. Yeah, right, right. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So unlike that, um, very few people are actually permitted and have the tools and the knowledge to go out to bag a tree. Yeah. 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 So, and why uh, are they doing that? Well, they're doing it because, you know, we've got so few of these trees left on the landscape. And one of the ways we can figure out how to get more of them on the landscape, because they're a thousand years old, we have to work backwards. So these guys climb them um, and gals and they hang a tape down, they take a measurement, they're like, wow, this is as big as the lasers say they were. And then they start to map each limb, uh, start to core each limb, and tree coring is when you run a drill through them and pull out the piece of wood and count rings. And eventually they're just mapping how this thing grew from you know, little window plant size to uh, 100 meters. Um, and so in doing that over a period of you know several hours, days, whatever it is, they start to map, you know, and model how these trees grow. And then hopefully the idea is, you know, enough information is built up that they can 
kind of work forward to build more of these on the landscape because you know you've kind of fucked things and uh seem to have high graded or mined them all on the landscape so now to bring them back it's going to Calculated how, how old are these trees though like we're talking different you know we think of a lifetime as 100 years maximum but right. like how old are these trees like you're gonna be thinking super long term here right yeah man uh it's crazy um i don't know how you guys do your historical references uh let's call it the roman age like right around the peak of the roman empire some of these bristlecone pine and redwoods were just getting started so two millennia um is probably the maximum uh a thousand years is probably um, what's more common for things like cedar and, and redwood now on the landscape. And then I recently climbed some spruce and fir that were anywhere from three to 600 years old. So they hit that height like after two, 300 years. Um, so two centuries. Yeah. And then, centuries. They just, then they just grow out. Then they just right. get complicated. So okay. it's just called, uh, what do we call it? Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank here. Getting bigger. Getting bigger. No, it's, um, c- complexity. They get, uh, Decadent. Decadent. That's the word. Like chocolate cake. Yeah. Decadent. Yeah. Decadent, so decadent growth. Yeah. We actually have I've some California word redwoods in, in Victoria, in the Otway Ranges, that I think maybe 100 years ago or so, they got planted for a logging experiment, mm. but we never logged them. So now we've got um, quite a big forest of them, but I don't think they'd be as big as the ones you're talking about because they're probably only... Oh, 100 years yeah. old, but uh, it's pretty cool. You can go and look at them without going to California. Some, some trees get extra big. Some trees get extra big out here. But those carries and tingles that we saw, how do you pronounce them here in Australia? Yeah, you nailed it. Carry yeah. and tingle. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, they're impressive. They are on the order of Jara. That's right. Yara. Yeah. Jara. Jara. Yeah. Smash that A. Yeah. Jara. Jara. Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. So when you climb these trees, right? The for those people that have been down south around Pemberton, you can there's pegs the whole way up. You can climb to the top of the bicentennial tree. Mate, you're on the way down there. You're yeah, gonna do yeah. it. Just roll up to an eighty meter tree. It's quite cool. But how do you do how do you actually climb the tree? Like Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to share a video with you. But basically the gist of it is you ever fire a crossbow? Um no, but I can, you know, I'm imagine. You know what a crossbow is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, we put bolts into a crossbow. Uh, you pull all that pressure back and then you fire a bolt that's got a fishing line as best as you can over the crotch of that tree. When I say crotch, you just pick the burliest, most decadent branches. You aim up and you hope for the best. And, you know, sometimes you get in a shot or two if you're a real baller and if it's not a thick forest around your target, right? But otherwise, you're probably going to take five to ten shots and then you get that fishing line through and you hope the bolt made it to the ground. And then you pull up a little thicker line and then you little thicker line and you keep doing that until you pull your 75 pound rope up, which is, you know, 300 feet, 400 feet. And this is like nine mil rope, so thick as a thumb. Uh, And then you put two guys on each side if you have two guys or gals and you start pulling on the rope because you break all those loose branches and get it settled in the nest of like one of those crotches. And then uh, you start to anchor on one side and then climb up the other. It's that simple. And you just hope to God that, uh, or whatever your, you know, pagan overlord is, uh, you just hope that, you know, that thing don't snap until you get up there and can put a pulley in to get everything else up easier. So. All right. Cool. And do you do that like in one go? You like do it halfway and then go again? You know, some I, of these super trees? I'll admit I'm probably not the most experienced. Uh, I've just been dragged along by a bunch of pro climbers. Um, so it would take me a long time to pull that off, probably a whole afternoon. 
Um, but some of the guys that are, you know, expert arborists and tree climbers can pull this off in under three hours. Ollie, you recently became a doctor. Last episode, I really got stuck into medical doctors for being overrated, but I think doctors of plants are underrated. So can, can you tell us what you, what your um, PhD, what you're getting into? learning about yeah absolutely well thanks uh for you know for the props but um yeah so i've been the entire time i was here uh i was working at um at the mines trying to figure out how to grow plants on mars basically um so it turns out that native plants don't grow when you just plant the seeds like your garden patch so you got to figure out how to trick them into germinating and growing. Um, so we do all sorts of things. We burn them. We expose them to smoke. We pretend like it's winter, summer to get them to germinate because they tell time based on the temperature, moisture, and their environment. So that's basically what I So is that trying to regrow after mining has come through and just wiped everything out and make it makes it quite hard to to grow anything is that what you're doing or you're actually trying to go to mars and grow stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's uh growing things on the mine sites but you know most of the so the the site that i was working on is about a kilometer deep and two kilometers across um and it used to be a mountain um mount whaleback right so um might as well be Mars in terms of the substrate. There's no really the topsoil that they have saved from it is like, at, you know, going to be a th- less than a third of what they're going to be able to put back. So, yeah. So it's basically pretty much impossible, but luckily your government asks the mines to restore up to 80% of what used to be there. So um, they have this really high bar for doing it. And um, nobody actually knows what they're doing. So it's, you know, it's a good combination. Um, so they need- on the <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit of a loophole with that where you can put a mine into care and maintenance, right? So it's like, Oh, we're not done here. Yeah. We'll deal with that in years to come when we don't give a shit or the company's sold or something like that. I've also heard of yeah. some other weird setups where they'll mine the first, I don't know, 10 meters they'll put the veg back on there and then someone else will come in and rip that off and mine another 10 meters below that then put some more veg on there. And then, you know, it's like kind of a back and forth and that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it stimulates the fuck out of your economy. So, well, yeah, I think it's a lot to do with commodity prices as well. Like depends what's viable, like especially iron ore had when hadn't China had a big boom, right? You had iron ore at $180 a ton. Is that a lot? Stuff. That's, that's huge, like $180 a ton, right? And then obviously BHP and Rio want to really ramp up their production. So they just went huge. And to build iron ore, because $180 a ton is, is a massive price for that, right? But you've got to move a big volume to make any money. So the big volume um, commodities, so huge production, huge infrastructure for everything. So BHP and Rio almost having a competition with to like build the next mines, right? So that was a big boom. And once they started to come online, trying to slow down a little bit, there was other people coming into it, Brazil and what have you. 
as well. So then the price came down right down to under $30 a ton. And wow, so that takes out junior miners, so the smaller guys whose, whose cost of production is $50 a ton. And so they actually fall out of the mix and not put into it. These but, are different locations. I mean, it's Western Australia, a lot of it um, is where it's coming from, but they have different businesses, different companies, there's different, um, you know, obviously they have to deal with different water, different ore, different qualities, different um, getting port and what have you. But that kind of, um, I think, yeah, like to, to have a commodity come down like so low, now it's $100 a ton again and you, you back up and about. So it's like, do people care so much? I don't know. It, because it's such a big volume, I think that's an interesting industry to be the rehab of like where these mines are going to come to the end of their life. And then the next ones come on, like maybe somewhere we should be investing. Yeah. We're trying to come in and, uh, you know, be part of that industry. I work at a startup now and, you know, one thing we noticed is there are some bad ass tools out there for mining. Right. Yeah. But there just has been not a lot of advancement in the tools for the work that Olga has been studying. So they're cracking the biology side of things, right? They're, they're hacking the dormancy, you know, they're hacking the, this, you know, viability, but what about the, what about the other side? What about actually deploying? And I think using tractors where everyone else at the mine has got all sorts of cool hardware, you know, they're in the stone age, man. Yeah. Yeah. So great segue, Matthew. Fantastic. You're pro. Have you done this before? No, but I'm very turgid. <laughs> is, is, this, is this how you pivot? <laughs> yeah, this is it. Um, yeah, well, obviously we want to ask about that. Tell us about Drone Seed. So this is the startup that you're working for now. Yeah. Once you've climbed out of a tree. Yeah, once you've got your development. Come back to Earth. Yeah. I, was, I was sick of scaling things at the, at the you know, pace of a snail. So uh, I ran into some guys that were trying to do things with uh, aircraft, um, unmanned aerial vehicles, uh, Skynet. Uh, yeah, so uh, they, they're a bunch of techies, software, hardware engineers, and a uh, really ambitious uh, CEO. And, um, you know, they needed a biologist. They needed a guy who gets turgid for, for yeah. plants. Uh, yeah, and it turns out, <laughs> it turns out I got an in-house expert that can teach me the ropes uh, regarding seeds. So uh, I put two and two together and started working for this company and, and trying to uh, use aircraft, uh, autonomous aircraft. Uh, so swarms of drones to to replant seeds uh, to get us some forests and some veg, you know, maybe some of those tomato plants too, Andy. Yeah. So, so I think uh, like surely someone's tried to drop seeds out of a plane before. Yeah. Right? I mean, you go and like have. Uh, crop dust. Right? Totally. So why don't you just drop the seeds out of the plane? Yeah, great. Um, so basically uh, there was tons of this effort, you know, people did it in blimps, people did it in, in, Biplanes. They did it from helicopters. Some Canadian dude. Uh, his last name was actually Wood. Uh, he was really having to go at it, trying to shoot seedlings out of uh, you know helicopters and planes back in the eighties. The, the problem is, is it lacks precision. And the nice thing about robots that they're, they're taught to focus on precision uh, and work uh, fairly vigorously is you can uh, actually pinpoint. Um, where that seed can go instead of just kind of tossing it willy-nilly um, you can aim it somewhere um, and another misconception kind of weird um, but where in nature do you actually see seed coming out of a tree or plant and shooting it into the ground at 400 feet per second <laughs> yeah in australia oh yeah yeah in australia, so maybe. australia? Maybe. probably yeah i mean if anywhere 
if anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we didn't see that. So uh, at Drone Seed, we got a little bit of a different approach, and that's um, why the hell would we do that? Let's turn to nature and let them engineer solutions. Um, well, they have evolution. And then we're just trying to cut and paste. So we, we, look to, we look to nature for some solutions and we're trying to, you know, engineer some of those uh, shortcuts with the materials that we can source. And, uh, you know, whether that's trees or tomato plants, you know. So, so wait, so you're, just, you're not just like, got drones. This is my vision of drone seed, right? Drones. Obviously, they're probably like bigger than the average size. I did read uh, three meters. <laughs> that's a big drone, right? Yeah. And that big unit, big rig. And they uh, out, but surely there. I saw you've got like different types of seeds, right? So different courses for courses. Yeah, totally. So you know, there's not a one size fits all in nature. You know, if you're growing corn, you need a corn seed. If you're growing a forest, you need some sort of tree seed. Uh, But but like in terms of the terrain that you're putting them in. So if you just if it's uh, I don't know. A real dirty dirt. Yeah. Like, come on, come on, doctors. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'm still my shit here. Yeah, for sure. So, terrain complexity is one thing, but also think of it this way: uh, most of the areas we're focusing on have been burnt to shit, or mined to shit, or you know, cut to shit. Uh, so, the bottom line is something's missing, and it's usually the same thing at all of these sites. And that's this organic material, this duff that builds up over time. And that's all the stuff that trees, plants are stuff. It's stuff that plants are shedding. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, you, you get a tree that drops all its leaves. It sits yeah. there. Right. And the ones that don't rot start to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. Yeah. And eventually that makes for a hell of a bed for seed to fall into and start to get those conditions that Olga was talking about that are optimal for germination. Yeah. yeah. So they want to germinate and get turgid fast. Yeah. That's the bottom line. So we're shortcutting that process. And instead of looking at, well, how do we get these seeds under this soil that's already shit? We basically bring all that nice material that's missing with the seed. So we take a fiber and we say, this is what should be at these places before they get all fucked up. And we wrap it around the seed and then we drop it gently from our aircraft. No, not quite. But, you know, we've got some engineering that goes around it. Exactly. Care package. Yeah, mm-hmm. we actually call them pucks. Pucks. Um, so what what has come to light um, among many of our customers uh, is called pucking it. So man, man we can't grow shit out at that site. It is fucked up. What are we gonna do? Puck it, bro. Puck it, bro. <laughs> right? Puck yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you little. So you obviously get the rat puck. Yeah. So the soil undergrowth, whether it's burnt or whether uh-huh. it's you know mind or yeah or something rather uh, more you pick the species that you think are going to do well on that site and because you're using you know a lot of things i don't know about because all of the software engineering nerds know about it they pick the microsites that those plants would normally grow in so you can seed a specific patch really efficiently and then do that over thousands of hectares like you know specific because you're working with the, yeah. a whole swarm yeah. so one drone could be carrying something for specific microsites another drone in that swarm is carrying other seed and you can do that across a huge landscape right think of, think of it this way uh and we can't undersell how important you know these software folks are for this challenge ahead nerds i believe we call them nerds. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever use tinder 
Uh, no, no, sir. Uh, <clears throat> no, no. I actually no, haven't I'm ever sure. used Tinder, but was me neither. I, I had it for two weeks. There's a, about eight years ago when it first came out. Six years ago. Fucking. But apart from that, no. Look, genuinely that, not. Don't lie on this podcast. Don't sit here and lie to us. I, I, well, I, haven't, I have not been on Tinder since 2011. What have you been using well, to meet the ladies? But Bumble. Hey, my fucking, this face. Have you met this face? I've seen your face. I'm sure your listeners are missing out here. Yeah, I got my tooth fixed, so that's helping. <laughs> anyway. I can attest. It's a lovely face. But the, the point being... Uh, the, the the beauty of Tinder is, you know, your your data input is swipe right or swipe left, right? Swipe right, I like it. Swipe left, meh. And so that's kind of the the, primi- the premise for how we train computers to start to do this, you know, site picking for us. So, right, we, you know, they used to dump seed out of helicopters and just hope that someone would survive. Yeah. So nowadays, we use like a Tinder-style uh, classification system to teach a machine. Uh, hey, I'm looking at all these thousands of images drone took of the site and an expert eye is going to say swipe right that's a good spot you know or swipe left and that's a good right and eventually the computer starts to pick up on your habits and it's starting to make suggestions like hey how about this spot how about this spot i'm sure that happens on Tinder. so it's not like running cattle where you just like throw everything and then like kind of draft them once you get them to the sheds you know nailed like, it bring all the cattle in we'll, yeah. we'll pick the eyes out of it once they're here that's right seed is a precious resource you know right. you can't be spilling your seed all over no of course not that's <laughs> fucking costly yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> it's expensive <laughs> very quickly Catches up with you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so uh, you know, we wanna we wanna train these machines for some time, and then eventually they start to you know Skynet. They they start making the decisions for you, and then you just send the drones out, and they've got their seed pucks, and uh, they'll go out and find the best spot, and then you know you just set these things free across the landscape. So next time WA has like a hundred hectare, hundred thousand hectare fire, you just send the drones out. You don't need planners. This seems like a really bad idea. So we're basically, we're putting artificial intelligence into these drones so that they can decide what needs to be done. Eventually they're going to figure out that we're the ones fucking up the land. And this is the reason that we need these drones and they're going to turn on us. Are you, are you exactly. planning for that? Solution. It, it is are, depending um, on what school of thought you're from, I guess. I'm pro yeah. people. Yeah, I am planning for it. I'm uh, I'm going to make sure that, you know, um, they know who their overlord is. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. One man. You got to fuel these things, right? So you're not putting cyanide in here just as a little like, oh, if you, you know, spot a few rabbits or something, just drop a little, <laughs> drop a little uh, caliche virus on them. We're, we're a long way from many forms of cyanide, man. Battery power is... Uh, uh, oh right underdeveloped technology they get tired they get tired yeah. yeah until they start you know like matrix style feeding on human blood you know we're, we're nowhere near where we need to be so i think we're safe have right? you thought it's, about it's yeah safe. like maybe having them run on on brains rather than batteries they sort of latch onto a, a head and i am not smart enough to figure that out man i'll be honest with you fair enough we need some uh what do we call them? Nerds? We need some nerds. Need some nerds. Yeah. You guys aren't nerdy enough. Stuff. We need some of those real nerds. Yeah. Definitely just pretend, really. Those doctor nerds. No, it sounds like it's pretty cool. So I actually read um, 
a little bit on it. And the, the thing that actually struck me was American, like the wildfires, right? So where I'm from, Victoria, we have bushfires pretty hectically. Like there's a lot of, gets really hot in summer, but you also get a lot of rain. So you got a lot of undergrowth and like a lot of fuel buildup that doesn't naturally burn itself. But then in California, especially like they, they're getting fires more regularly due to this climate change business, yeah, I mean, which I'm quite certain is bullshit and it'll turn around itself. But that's an aside. But uh, the... the uh, fake news. Fake news. Fake, fake news. Bro. But they... So, so the stat that I read was like, it was um, two and a half million hectares or something of fires on average, like a rolling 10-year average. But that's actually increased to, to five or seven... Seven million hectares. Yeah, like how? That's in in ten years. Yeah, so the last that's three it. decades, we've, we've tripled the amount of fire on the continental United States. I think globally, it's probably a little more scary. Um, I don't know the numbers offhand. That's huge. And if you think about that, from also contributing to carbon output, like not let alone you know, there's more of us using more fuel, but burning is so like it's just so blatant. Yeah. So that's just going to obviously speed things up from that perspective, from a climate change perspective. But this is what your company is looking to actually do as well. So to reseed those places. That's our, that's our mission. Uh, you know, everyone is at the company is solely focused on creating a technology that will ultimately address uh, some form of climate change mitigation. Uh, so that means shit's going to get bad. Yeah. Um, people are inherently lazy. I think we're going to reach peak labor here in the next decade or two meaning people aren't going to want to work anymore if i don't want to work already yeah. i don't fucking go to work tomorrow yeah fuck yeah, yeah. so so let's have the robots do it they don't, <laughs> there's no rules they're not like children where it took until like i don't know a century to go to figure out we can't work them when they're like you know real little <laughs> robots there's no rules man you can yell at them you can make them work at night you don't have to tell them to stop you know you don't have to give them a break or a bed you know, you can separate them. They don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Can, can I just ask like- on the fire stuff? So in Australia, we have, especially in Victoria, we have, you know, fires every year, but the bush is designed to to reseed itself from the fire. But is it, I'm guessing it's not like that in California, in, in the States, like, do you need to go in there and reseed it? Like, does the fire go through and then everything's screwed, or does it bounce back the next year? Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting point. So historically, uh, all of these things were evolved to to deal with like a baseline of fire, right? So, fire would come through from lightning, or you know, the rare indigenous fella, um, you know, trying to manicure the landscape, but. Nowadays, we've been doing what they call fire suppression. I know the Aussies do it, um, and I know we've been doing it in the American continent for a century, and it's pretty straightforward. If you want wood and you want a lot of it, um, you can't let it burn. Um, So when you don't let it burn and you don't let it burn, and that goes on for several decades, all that fuel from the needles, the duff, uh, you know, from all that turgid wood, basically is just piling up and one bad lightning strike or one hillbilly with a shit shot, you know, uh, making a spark in the woods. Uh, all of a sudden you have a hundred thousand hectare fire, uh, that burns in three days and, you know, blows a hole in, uh, you know, a bunch of ownerships. 
Yeah, so Smokey the Bear is really to blame here. Um, Smokey the Bear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Smokey the Bear is actually to blame. All that fire suppression propaganda. Oh, man, you guys don't have like an anti-fire you know like propaganda animal or something? No, we don't have bears. We had a Tasmanian devil guy when I was a kid. He was telling us not to do stuff, but. Like do stuff to each other or like play with matches? I can't remember. Both. It was, I think it was both. It was like, don't, <laughs> don't have sex with your sister and don't play with matches that summer. It was all nice. of the main issues in Tassie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diversity of population. And uh, obviously. That's trees. right. Let's, uh, let's widen the gene pool and let's stop burning down the forest. Hey, on that note, can I steer us um, into maybe some bar snacks? Was you want to just because we're let's get yeah. on a bit. Um, so we're just gonna drop. I think was you might have some subjects that you're gonna bring up, and just a quick. Oh, yeah, for sure. We can rock on the rock on the quick bar snacks. I had one um, that I wanted to share. Something you taught me, Andy, mm. that I think was secondhand information. Right? I don't know if you guys are on the. the and this kombucha is everywhere these days. You into the kombucha? Yeah, I love a good. I drink a lot of kombucha. At a butch, at a butch this afternoon as well. Passion fruit butch on your recommendation. Hey, Andy. I brought them to Red Bluff. So, yeah, Red you had the butchers. Like I yeah, I mate. Well, this is what I learned. I I just want to share with people. Feed the butcher. That's my new saying, right? I've been passing it on. Tell me, the, you can't just have feed the butcher, butcher when you. When you when you're uh, you know hungry, you're just like I oh, just have a little butcher. It doesn't work like that, right? You got to feed the butcher. Yeah, so that's my new thing. My new that's a bar snack for everyone for the learning of the listeners. Feed yeah. the butcher, which means basically you got to have it with food, right? Yeah. Food after you putting those cultures in there, they got to get down and eat something. Dude, they make your poop so strong. I love what <laughs> they make the poop strong. They seem to, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh come on, Andy agrees. <laughs> I'm, I need to do some more poop analysis to Can I say, this. I've done my yeah, own feed the poop analysis on this. And the the one thing that I'm noticing is the poop is strong and it, it cuts down the amount of toilet paper you need to use. Like you're getting really Word. good, clean Word. breaks. Turgid turds. That's what we're Dude. on about. Excellent use of the word. <laughs> <laughs> The, the what did you call it? Feed the butcher. Feed the butcher. Feed the butcher. Yeah. And the butcher feeds you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's my bar snack. That's a learning for people. I feel like this is going to be an education piece. Yeah. yeah well, I, I think so. yeah. I did teach you that was, but that that was told to me by a friend. So this is just getting passed down, word of mouth, and yeah, your, your poos will thank you in the future as well. Yeah, it's stories. It's how we were meant to pass information on. You know, right. you you remember a good story. Hey, I got pass an idea. For- write it down kombucha and it's a dumb idea because they're at the moment a lot of the beer companies are trying to do zero alcohol beer and they're advertising i think you were talking about it was you're saying it's um they're selling them for like 25 dollars a carton but there's no tax on them so it's just they're making money um but could you make it a kombucha beer that's zero alcohol but actually tastes good because it's been fermented would that work i think they make it already Whoa, whoa, whoa! Damn. Yes, we have it. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of our bars have uh, have the butcher. What is this? Yeah. What is this butcher beer? Um, sometimes they have okay, it. Okay, elaborate. Don't just leave that hanging. <laughs> like, 
I mean, most most places have like a hopped one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what other ginger is really popular. Ginger is very popular. Well, yeah, I suppose ginger. I always like to get the butcher that uh, I don't enjoy as much. I feel like it's doing me better. Really? Yeah. Really? You know, like that's an yeah, interesting. Like, oh, this has got to be good for me. I wouldn't drink it otherwise. There was something a bit spicy, like mm-hmm. you know, a bit ginger. I got this um, mushroom uh, drops off uh, through a friend's company life cycle. A little um. That's not psilocybin. What's that? Oh, I, I can't even remember. The, oh, a bit of lion's mane. The lion's mane oh, mushroom, nice. right? Is that the one that makes your boners really strong? Was <laughs> <laughs> has uh, tried everything, so. Not concerned more than I. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to help with your memory, right? Oh, really? Yeah, and, and fight dementia. And actually, like, they've in some degree have proven that it recreates the uh pathways of your brain that are broken down by dementia so i'm all about it i got on the lines man my memory's been terrible so i leave it at work that way i remember to take it it's on my desk you remember turgid yeah yeah i had to write it down though i'm not gonna lie it's yeah maybe just a visual learner man yeah 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 potentially (laughs) we gotta get to slow learner okay um got any more got any more bar snacks um look do you do you have any bar snacks you guys got any bar snacks anything at all bring something up you're in australia right australia's good what's fire subject what's changed yeah well i've been i've been really excited about this holden i'm driving yeah you are. yeah it's called the commodore yeah yeah i feel like a like a real man on the road in the commodore <laughs> and the coolest thing is, is like i'm super jet lagged and probably not safe on the road and i'm driving on the other side uh, so the wrong side is I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the car keeps me between the lane. Uh, it does this thing where it sees the white lines and like jerks me back into the middle of the lane. It's fantastic. How's uh, the jerk you? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably, um, you know, driving on the wrong side of the road and with jet lag, you'd still be one of the safest Commodore drivers out there because it's generally just <laughs> bogans from the suburbs doing burnouts from... That's what I know Commodores as. And I don't think we I can think, afford uh, to make uh, them anymore. away from being a bogan. Yeah, well. Yeah, we're done. General Motors, are, um, which is General Motors Holden, right? So they own it. But uh, manufacturing in Australia cut down. So so the, the Holden Commodore has been made in Australia since the 50s. Yeah. And then the model you're driving, um, I haven't actually seen it, but it might be the first one that we haven't made here. So oh, they, really? they recently did it ended manufacturing in Australia and like, or design and manufacturing. So yeah, yeah. it's like a Pontiac or something. And they but they're like, uh, they're, they're the iconic Australian car. That's, uh, that's the end. Uh, all these, all these mining wages, people asking too much. It's yeah. like, nah, I'm not going to work at a Holden plant for 20 bucks an hour. Come on. Yeah. The robots <laughs> couldn't get enough robots in there. We should just start growing Commodores. Make one of those seats. <laughs> What would that look like? I don't know. A little bug and <laughs> have a mullet, whatever it did. Yeah. The, the other thing, like on drinks, right? I, I, like drink marketing is fucking nuts. I don't know what it's like in the States, right? But we used to have like iced coffee or chocolate milk, right? Big M Masters, they're iconic Australian brands for chocolate milk. And you had Coke, as in Coca-Cola and Pepsi. And then you had like these energy drinks came in like 20 years ago, but now they're all crossing over trying to take people's market share. And there's a V, you know, V energy in the States. No. V, gee, 
right? So it's V, energy, it's like Red Bull, same thing. V now have an iced coffee. So it's like V, iced coffee. So it's milk, coffee, and V. And Coca-Cola have Coke Energy, which is already has full sugar caffeine. Now they put Guarana in it. So it's like <laughs> you've got Coke taking all of that market share. It just, it's, they've gone mental. <laughs> that happened to in the US as well. And now I feel like it's going back to the basics. It's like tipped over. And now everybody's like, holy shit, I can't make a decision. This is stressful and I just need to wake up. So now it's just like cold brew. Cold brew, right. Mm. So we're going back. It's cold just brew. Like straight. Mm. Cold brew. Cold yeah. brew. Yeah. Back to oh, like orange juice. What, just, what happened to that? Just like oranges, orange juice made from oranges. That, that's all it is. Yeah, why, it's probably why just, just a little sugar. I mean, orange juice is probably just as bad for you as a Red Bull. It's just squeezing the sugar out of an orange, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just waiting for Subway to come up with a drink. It'd be like <laughs> Subway, coffee, coffee, energy, like six grams of fat, whatever it is. You're done. You don't need to eat. You're on from here. Just go. Your day's begun. Just so, solulent? What is it called? Soylent. Soylent? Yeah. Yeah. That's like apparently a, a powdered meal. So you don't need anything else, nothing else, just liquid and this powder and you should be fine. I can't get behind it, man. Half the battle or half the enjoyment of, of consuming food is the taste, you know, and then the, the terrible runs you have a few hours. I feel like that, sh- that would give you terrible runs. How are you supposed to make turgid turds out of that? Out of <laughs> Chase it with some booch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah now, there's, a, there's a big drink craze going on in the U.S., but uh, it's, it's ongoing probably over a decade now, and it's put any stimulant in anything, you know, like sugar wasn't enough. Alcohol wasn't enough. Let's add all the stimulants into it. You know, we got this drink, uh, recently, one of our, our drone seed operators is trying to wean himself from, uh, it's called bang. bang. It's called bang. That's oh, it. Like it. That's straight to the point. That's oh, it. Yeah. I want yeah. some of that in the morning. That's it. You know, you just wake up, you drink it. I don't know how much caffeine is in it, but bang, you know, <laughs> And when we were in, uh, when we were living in Idaho, I recall uh, being at a, a recreational cliff area, and you know this is a place you go and hurdle yourself off of, you know, ten to twenty meter meter cliff, right? Uh, there were some young gentlemen there who were drinking four loco. Have you heard of this drink? It's basically think of it this way: the equivalent of the alcohol content and volume of a bottle of wine, but with like ten Red Bulls in it. And so, yes, like two or three of these, they, they made them illegal at some point because I think people were like killing each other and eating face meat or something. But these guys were throwing themselves off of these cliffs after consuming four locos and like landing flat on their stomachs and coming up and commenting how their lungs were bleeding, but then continuing to, you know, engage because of the four loco. Mate, you're going to love New Zealand. <laughs> they sell like the States booze in the supermarkets. Yeah. And one of the like pastimes of New Zealand, and New Zealand didn't add about it, is Manu's doing bombs, basically. Just yes. that. Just yes. like everyone does. <laughs> hey, bro. I'm going to go do some Manu's. <laughs> you're gonna love it. You're gonna New love Zealand that, used that. to sell those herbal ecstasy pills. I think they're illegal now. And they definitely should have been. That They were in full on who knows what was in them some sort of poison but uh you could buy them at the shop and uh they buy them yeah. the little the little the, like the, door 
Yeah. I've never been These so were, sad. Uh, <laughs> These were oral pills? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or yep. Just... just roll into it was. So we got another benefit of. Uh, no, what? <laughs> got another bar snack there? Anyone? Yep. Oh, yeah. um, so the face app that recently swept the nation. Um, amazing. The world. The world. Hey, wait, is this because you're from the Ukraine? So you're getting all that fucking data? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah yep. So, you know, apparently humans are not that hard to trick. Yeah. 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 What are they going to do with my face? Like, I don't care. Everyone can have my face. You're going to put it on a drone? You're going to train the robots. Right. To, I'll, I'll know my face. To show up at your house. So, so you guys have got around the face. Shoot face seeds down, right? in my door. It, it went. Terrifying. Terrifying. Have you got a snap? I rather, I rather enjoy it. What do you got? I mean, I don't look as bad as I thought, but it also doesn't give me an age. Yeah, I, I had um, two thoughts on the face out while we're getting yours. I, I'm not normally one that's you know, sucked in by these filters or apps things, but I got around it. And the first thing, I, I flipped a picture. My God. <laughs> Actually, not, not <laughs> too bad. I like not too bad. The hair is great. No, it looks pretty good. good. Well, man, yeah, <laughs> Her, on the other hand, she, yeah, you might want to think about upgrading. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, yeah. that guy ain't got anything turgid for you. Yeah. That's, yeah, that looks pretty flaccid to me. Wow. It looks like wow. Bill Nye. <laughs> Jeez. I, I um I put um mine up on Instagram because the guy who came out, he looked like a mad cunt. I wanted to hang out with him. I was like, who is this guy? He looked like he was living on the beach for a long time. He just looked like he knew what was up. He had a six shirt on and he was like he had stories to tell. I liked him. <laughs> I, I wanted to go and hang out with him. I just saw my my, my dad like I always thought I had a feeling that I might be adopted. And then I did the yeah. face thing. I was like, I was not adopted because that's my <laughs> did, you call, did you call your dad and tell him you loved him? <laughs> no, I missed that part. I'll, I'll get him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it's looking good. The other thing I did, right, is I grabbed the picture of, of uh, me and Julie Bishop. And, uh, and I was like, oh, God, what do I make Julie younger or me older here? I went to try and make Julie Bishop younger and she didn't change at all. It was the fucking same person. Because she's an alien. I put the like younger on, just like exactly the same. Like it broke the powers. Yeah. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Julie Bishop. Oh, Oh, don't worry about it. All right. She's she's an Australian politician. She's 100 or she's 20. It's hard to know. She's gorgeous either way. She's a babe. Yep. Oh, man. The other week we had a full blowout, and I met. Then I met her a week later. Oh man, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, nice. it was exciting. Julie Bishop, 2020. I met yeah. Elizabeth Warren one time. Did you? Mm. I don't know who that is. She's running for president. She's like behind Joe Biden. She's the most likely candidate. Go on, Lizzie. Yeah, yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. Lizzie is uh, somebody Oklahoma. that I could see uh, in a mud pit with Trump. She could pin him. Really? She could pin him quite strong well yeah and just voracious i, th- I think she can outwit him and then pin him right yeah <laughs> no, julie bishop Smart. I, you haven't seen the uh, yeah i haven't the jb rig i'll be i'll be checking that <laughs> me out and when JB. I... Hashtag me and, JB. <laughs> oh, yeah. and jb all right well let's um let's move on from the bar snacks that was good i'm all i'm i'm ready for another beer now that i've had my snacks what's next was we're going to do a benefits of um 
Yeah, we can do a benefits of. Let's play the game. Benefits of. Does anyone go on? Being homeless. Benefits of being homeless. Yeah. I there's one of my favorite homeless men in um, Perth. I call him Inuit. He's a bit like an Inuit, and he collects sick things. And I saw he um, he's just got himself a sick skateboard. He has a scooter already, but he's got a trolley that fits him in his scooter. And now he's got a skateboard. So like as many sick things as you want to, yeah, uh, with mini wheels. Yeah, I've always been jealous of like homeless like foot callus you know thickness oh yeah like these people can walk i mean not all of them i'm, I'm not generalizing here dare i place stereotype the homeless but some of these burly dudes got like and ladies have some burly foot calluses man and that's oh, something yeah. that i aspire towards you know what i'm talking about yeah absolutely no I needed some for, of that for red laugh the other yeah. week my, my soft little office feet got torn to shreds on this surf trip we did and yeah i was wishing yeah. i was homeless for sure yeah. Well, I think that it's amazing to literally be able to camp every day and decide where you're going to camp. Yeah, that was mine. Just camping every yeah. day. Yeah. Every day camping. In Seattle, it's so good. They're even camping like in the Starbucks like doorstep, right? As soon as they put the sign up closed at 630 or 9.30, a camp moves in and it's like a party, dude. Yeah. Foot callus. You know, yeah. The- <laughs> hey, you get paid. You get paid to lay down in your blanket, like so. You lay down on the street with your blanket, and you put your cup out, and people pay you. Like that's the best job in the world. Sick yeah. job. Um, I got so the more fucked up you look, and the least less you've showered, the more money you make. Yeah, benefit. Yeah. Massive benefit. Benefit. Massive benefit. No wasting time on showers, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, well, you get to go shopping all the time because the students move out. They leave all their tents because they're going back overseas. That's true. Upgrade. upgrade. Basically, upgrade your house. Pretty much a hermit crab. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. I thought of a good one. Tying it back to the, to what the, hermit crab? Uh, the butcher. Uh, you know, when you're living on the streets... Or uh, in the gutters, you get some real strong poops, man. You get gut biome like nobody's business. Eating out in dumpsters, that's like a booch every day. Good immune system. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Turgid turds. Actually, from my experience, most of those turds are pretty loose and smeared all over the sidewalks of the city. So maybe not. Yeah, what is it? Is it um, San Francisco uh, where they're pooing, pooing all, over the, um, all over the city? There's like an app to avoid. So I hear. Booze? Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a uh, benefit uh, no commute no commute time you're not on the train you're not on the like work from home is your job work, work from home every work day work from home living the dream yeah. yeah yeah. be your own boss sorry that's a few I've stolen a few there but you know <laughs> yeah I got one like I'm, I'm always worried about breaking the law because I don't want to go to jail but you don't really have to worry about that when you're homeless because jail is probably better you get upgrade you get an upgrade in accommodation you get a roof you get fed. It's like crime becomes nice. an option. Get a shave, shower. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Actually, it starts to sound. <sighs> anyway. Um, yeah, look, no, that seems, seems uh, like plenty of soup. Good soup, right? Good soup. You get to go to the soup kitchen. You know, you get re- exclusive restaurants. That's what I meant. Ooh. Exclusive, exclusive restaurants. restaurants. Yeah. Like, 
Dinner's on me, sir. Yes. <laughs> you're trying to go to their restaurant and say, not in those shoes. Like, seriously, where'd you get those shoes from? They're too nice. You're not homeless. Go away. They're coming. <laughs> yeah. They come with foot callus. So when that come in here, no suit for you. Yeah. When that, when that beard grows a little longer, then you're welcome. Not tonight, sir. Ooh, ooh. You, I get one. Yeah. You, you get to be creative with your signs and you can borrow other people's signs. Yeah. Because yeah, sign writing. Sign writing. Public influencer. Mm. Mm. What would your sign say? Oh. Ollie? Yeah. Mm, my sign. Plant doctor. <laughs> Out of work. <laughs> Out of work, yeah. Out of work doctor. <laughs> of plants. Out of work doctor, yeah. No need to specify that. No, no I'll put plant in parentheses. Because, you know, out of work doctor means something. Very well, different than out of work plan. That raises a point, though. You can be crazy as hell and shout whatever you want anytime, always, and no one even. Yes, no good, massive, ultimate freedom of speech. Yeah, mm. there you yes. go. I mean, look, we've got a practically a homeless guy in the White House right now in the U.S. <laughs> well, who's that? He's <laughs> temporarily he shouts housed. The hell he wants. Yeah, he's temporarily housed. Not his house, though. No, not his well, house. Technically mm. homeless. Yeah, that guy. Hey, do you yeah. guys have Uber in in uh in your country? Did you say Uber? Uber, yeah. Uber comes from our country, man. So that's a yes. You do have it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are we saying you invented Uber now? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, I think so. Though. Any, anytime I'm feeling lonely and I want to, you know, make a friend, I just, you know, push this thing on my app and some guy just picks me up named abdul and uh we go for a ride all right hey well, well you're there you're there can you can you monitor this let's i'll let's be verifying this good, oh yeah well we'll be don't worry humans are so we um we judge all of our guests by their uber rating right? we've got a scale i've had no idea what my uber rating oh is. yeah of course you do no one's been will, falling so. consistently lately and i'm, I'm gonna friendly so I'm, i don't know what's going on it must be the way i look I'm going to check mine because I definitely, from our original episode, had some Uber rating credits Ooh. and then I like dropped, fuck me, I'm still on, oh, I'm all right, I'm on 474. Andy, have you got the scale just so we can verify, yeah, um, so, let our guests know? So, Ollie, have you got your phone as well? You're going to need that. This isn't a partnership as much as you yeah. are married. Yeah, I'm going to need to see your Uber rating. I will rating say mine too. probably went down here. Oh, okay. <laughs> tell, yeah. tell us the rating and yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, what you are. Okay, yeah. uh, 4.86. Oh, wow. That you're just That's good. General That's good. good human being. Well done. Okay, cool. A general good human being. Ollie, yeah. have you got your phone? 4.75 and what above. What do you mean? Good human. You mean you don't have I your phone? <laughs> what do you mean you don't have your phone? It's not here. It's dead. It's dead? Actually. Remember when we drove all the way from Eagle Bay? Oh, yeah. It is dead. Oh, you don't have a USB charger? This is awfully convenient. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let... Slide on you, but yeah. we'll be checking in later. Wait, I'll, wait, be wait, wait, wait. I'll be posting. So if you're four point seven five and above, you're you're generally a good good person. If you're four point five to four point seven five, you may have a few problems with alcohol and other issues in your life, but nothing major. <laughs> no more than the average sort of Australian binge drinker. Four point five to four point seven five, you need to have a good hard look at yourself. You may be an alcoholic. You could actually be racist. Below four point five, you're scum. <laughs> Potential Nazi, um, yeah, you should be in jail. <laughs> we haven't had anyone in forward to that area yet, but we have had a 
couple of people that really have a have a hard themselves. Yeah. And I'm heading that way. I'm I'm heading. What are you on these days, Andy? Uh, let me just. I'm petering. I'm on 4.74. Now, originally I had some credits. I was on 4.78 and I feel like I was a little bit more liberal lately with my Uber rides. So I've dropped. You dropped a full uh, notch. Yeah, to the... I might have issues. What's your go-to topic of conversation? You know, like, are you going to ask you about that? I'm sorry, mate. I hope you don't mind. I need to make this phone call. (laughs) Yeah, My go-to topic is, I hope this guy doesn't talk to me unless I'm drunk. And then my go-to topic is everything that I can think of. You should start telling him about this fart eating plant that you own. (laughs) I think it really throws it off. Oh, dear. What are you on there, Andy? Have you got it up? 4.72. Oh shit! You yeah, all right. We um, uh, I said so like, I'm bringing my own water and mints now and offering to the driver and <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, you got to be proactive and yeah. still drop. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be friendlier. I think I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You gotta smile on. more. Yeah, that's just what you tell the ladies. Creepy. Get out! Did you just fart? <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet so that's one of the um one of our uh running topics when we have guests the other thing we try and do every week is talk about what's got you frothing this week it can be anything from a song a podcast an experience a home sky you don't add money to oh dude, we just ate, the word turgid we, in general we ate a, a fruit never had does it count as a fruit? For definitely fruit. Yeah, okay. it's not fruit. It's it's an Aust- it had an Australian kangaroo sticker on it and said Amarillo. Oh, yeah. Australian what the fuck? A little bit Amarillo. kind of like a tomato. Yeah, kind of yeah. but also like I think there's also like a passion. I tried fruit. to bite into it, but I ended up just like <laughs> squirting it into my mouth. Know how you eat it? <laughs> I don't know. I I just avoid them. I'm like, oh yeah, that's exotic. Probably don't need that. <laughs> Put a kangaroo on it to trick tourists. Into yeah, it. yeah, it worked. That's got me frothing. Like, yeah. like literally, I was like salivating because it was so sour. It was fucked up. Uh, it was delicious. Amarillo. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Weird lilies in the forest. What? Yeah. Yeah. We went to to tour forest. Yeah, and there's these poisonous lilies everywhere. That Matthew was going to pick for our hosts as gifts, and then we found out they were poisonous. So good thing he did it. <laughs> it would have been fine unless their dog ate it. Great then gift. It would have been died now. terrible. Have you not guys guys not said into the wild? I mean, you gotta like yeah, you know, yeah yeah call it by what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. That shit up. Well, you know, you could have done the test, right? So if you're ever in the forest and you're like starving and trying to survive. The one way you can like check if something's real poisonous, if you got like that kind of time, you know, like I'm stuck out here. It's like Tasmania or something, you know, you're like, you can take a, like a fingernail, make a scratch on your wrist. And then in that like very mild abrasion, rub whatever you're about to eat. And if it doesn't like swell or react, that's a good start. Then put it on the inside of your lip. Same thing. If it doesn't swell, react, that's the next step. Then eat a little bit, you know, and it's just baby steps into like, I'm just going to eat this shit, you know? Right, that fuck. I told you we'd learn something on this. So, is there not a rule like if it smells shit, then it's probably bad for you? What about durian? 
Yeah, man. Durian fruit. Oh, wow. That's a great segue. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Durian Rider. Yeah. He's coming on the podcast. What? Soon. What? Yeah, guy. <laughs> I don't know anything about this person, but I love their nickname. Oh, yeah. He's the Donald Trump of vegans and cyclists. Oh, yeah. He's the <laughs> ultimate. You get a lot Tell him about my suppository idea. We'll do. Oh, yeah. Please. Anyway. What's um, got you from wow. this week? That's good. Anything? Uh, what's, yeah, what's got me frothing? I, um, I listen to a podcast. I changed my froth. Um, I listened to it. it as a Ted talk podcast, which I'm not a big fan of the, the like rehearsed verbatim vomit at your information, but it was the guy who wrote the book Sapiens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just reading that book. Can you pronounce his name for me? It's like Yuval Noah Harari. I think, I think you nailed it. I think that's it. And, and, uh, it was, 17 minutes and basically like why are humans dominating the earth why are we everywhere why are we doing this stuff and it's an awesome rap and puts a lot of things in perspective and it's basically like that we can cooperate in large groups and he's like makes the assembly of like putting a hundred thousand chimps at the mcg which is a big football ground yeah, and like that'd be fucking there. chaos but like you know you a hundred thousand people in in the g and everyone's kind of cooperating playing a game we're watching drinking yeah we're all happy here i don't know who you are you go for my team so we're mates you know and that idea of like that's why we've decided to take over the place because one-on-one we would get fucked up by pretty much every animal that's out there so no anyway i listen i'd fight a platypus you fight a platypus? I would take on a platypus. Yeah, just I don't hold that gut. You just <laughs> hold his beak, right? Until it stabbed you with its barb and put you to sleep. I'd use its barb against it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that to my little brother. Can you imagine tearing its beak off? What it would look like? Do <laughs> <laughs> you think possum, it would snap off? It? Like it would be possum. like uh, Daffy Duck when he gets hit in the face. It's just like... Right <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, so that got me frothing. I'll try and post a link to it. Nice. Yeah, really link it. I need. Hey, I've got a massive commute to work these days, so I'm I'm the podcast king. Um, you should be homeless, man. You I are just, homeless. <laughs> I am homeless. <laughs> hey, I, I'm Fuck in this. Um, I'm in this uh, service department, and I figured out if you don't wash the dishes, they come in and wash the dishes for you in the day. So as if I'm going to be washing the dishes the whole time I'm here. It's amazing. That's amazing. Hell yeah. So that's what's got me frothing this week is that the maid is washing my dishes. Uh, Excellent. (laughs) That's amazing. But I'll tell you what's not got me frothing is the first week in Sydney and I've got this big commute three days a week and Joe Rogan's gone on holiday. So I have to like find other podcasts to listen to, which is bloody difficult. So anything you've got was sent him through. I've, I've got, got a couple of new ones, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I'll send you some ammunition. Have we got to wind this up? Um, what 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 do we need to spruce here, um, Ollie and, and Matt? Oh, mate, drone drone seed, drone, Not seed. drone weed, drone seed. So, uh, give us a little. Uh, where can we find you? What can we do? Can uh, we invest? Can we get on board with this? Yeah, I want it's early me. enough. It's early enough. We got we've got some celebrity and in, uh, investors, and uh, you know we'd love to have you two celebrities join the Hell join yeah. the bargain. Uh, yeah, find us at droneseed.com or follow us on Twitter. And uh, you know, for your revegetation needs, uh, you know, 
Elon Musk is out there making Skynet uh, to take over the world uh, and give you all internet and battery powered cars. We're going to figure out how to clean up the mess and put some seeds out there uh, behind some of our biggest disasters. So drone seed. Drone seed. And you guys are global as well. I saw you got a project in New Zealand. Yeah, we're, we're starting to make some moves. Uh, we are based out of the Pacific Northwest of the USA. So, uh, you know, deserts, uh, rangelands and forests, but uh, we're interested in migrating into Canada, building hangars up there. Uh, we got a project up and coming here in New Zealand in two weeks. Uh, Australia is hopefully going to be coming next here on uh, WA. So little by little. Cool. And has anyone approached you about just dropping like marijuana seeds across the entire continent of Canada or, con- you know, Pretty country? much. Every, yeah, week, everyone. every week we get a request to do marijuana and uh, to, to drop napalm. <laughs> napalm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 25 kilos of napalm does a lot, but sure. Yeah. Right. Steps. You know, first we're going to solve the world's reforestation problems and then we'll get to those. Yeah, as long as you do the weed and then the napalm, yeah. everyone's going to be happy. If you, yeah, the napalm and then the weed. I'm going to go ahead and say gonna... that I won't be mad if someone in our company sneaks a weed seed into every 10th puck, you know? Yeah. It wouldn't be a problem. Puck, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Fuck it. That's what we're on to. Ollie, you're uh, graduating. Uh, becoming a proper doctor. Proper, proper plan. That is good. I'm not going to be there. I wasn't invited. Well, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I just want to say that's it's amazing. You guys, I saw you've studied for like 10 years or something. You guys, like you could diagnose my moles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but planning on it later. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you uh, hit up, we, but no, a lot more of these. Uh, before we start diagnosing things. Yeah, I can start now. <laughs> But, um, no, we, we should check out. I got some gifts for you guys, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amongst yourselves. Okay. <laughs> what do you got so, there? Andy. I'm not sure I'm what he's about to pull out. Like Did this. you know about this? It's in his pants. Andy's actually four. You know, so this is courtesy of BK8 Outfitters. I got uh, you guys yes. some hats. So we've got Ringers Western hats. Andy, it's the same one as you've got, the uh, the blue one with the red bull. So I you get, guys a, lot of, can, I get uh, a lot of compliments on that hat. Yellow? yellow? Oh, yeah. All right, all right. So we got ourselves some uh, BK Thanks. Outfitters store caps, some merchandise. Man, Wash. So, um, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. You know, Waz, you're one of the most patriotic Australians I've ever met in my life. And, uh, you know, I aspire to be that way for someplace sometimes. It's just really hard for me right now. Yeah, you guys live in NPC City. (laughs) The Ukrainian wife. You are in my my thesis. What? Yeah. I made the thesis. You've got to read the acknowledgments. That is incredible. Yeah. I, I, do I have to read the whole thesis? No, just the front <laughs> page. Okay, cool. I'll be into that. Yeah, don't read the yeah. whole thesis. So, and uh, that's why introductions were made, right? And, yeah, uh, well, you don't even have to read the intro. Rocking. No, I'm stoked. Thank you very much for coming in. Andy, thanks for tuning in from your new pad. In, yeah, yeah, uh, no worries. Um, have you got a tune for us to play us out today? I do. I've got a tune. So this is by a girl called Liv Cartledge. She's from Beechworth, similar to Benny Williams, who we played the other week. Um, she's just got a new song out called Rogue Dog. She's amazing songwriter. She's got an amazing voice. Um, she's sort of 
um, tours around a bit and gets played on Triple J and she's won awards and whatnot. And yeah, it's really cool. So it's called Rogue Dog and it's by Liv Cartledge. And I just sent her an Instagram message to make sure it's cool to play it. So I'm hoping she comes back and says yes, because we're playing it. Fuck it, we'll play it anyway. So yeah, <laughs> Cartledge, Rogue Dog. Hooroo. Epic. Thanks very much. Hooroo. a dry twig on a train track in land I am a rogue dog on a winding road to sand I breathe heavy I take it all in I break boundaries and play games I can't win I have loved hard, but I have lost more I'm not comparing or saying I've seen it all I am a rosebud, been in sun Somebody from inside my body.